Hey, 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 everybody, welcome back to Freeze Frame, where we stop to take a moment to discuss all the heavily talked about news of the week having to do with movies, TV, streaming, and pop culture. This is episode 25. My name is Ryder, and I'm joined as always by the fantastic Luigi wearing the great yellow shirt today. I gotta say, <laughs> for those of you Thanks, man. watching on YouTube. But uh, welcome in, everybody. We thank you. We appreciate you guys listening. Let's go ahead and get into some housekeeping before we got a we got a big episode today. It's a big one. We got a lot of we got a lot of news. We have some awesome stories and some movie reviews. But getting started, if you guys would like to give us a review on the audio platforms, we really appreciate it. Let us know what you think. Uh, it really helps us out. You know how we can improve and how we can always get better. We have a Discord as well. If you guys want to hop in and uh, stay up to date with us, join the community and connect with us. We also have TikTok for those of you guys that like those quick updates, you know, 30 seconds or less, even 20 seconds sometimes. We post on TikTok and we uh, we post a lot on there. And then as well, Instagram, Twitter, we have all the social media for you guys to uh, stay up to date with us. And uh, as well as a special, mes a special message from uh, Luigi. Feel free to take us away, buddy. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, episode 25, we're here at our quarterfinals. Uh, it's kind of exciting, Hell but yeah. I do want to say... Before we get into our news, support mm -hmm. for Strictly Casual is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for your family jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, which I actually have right back here. You heard me nice. right, the 4.0. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you, our listeners. 20% off and free worldwide shipping. That's right, international. You live in India, you live in France, you live in Paris. That's in the same space. But we're going to give you guys 20% off and international shipping with code STRICTLYCASUAL at checkout. That's right. Go to manscaped.com. Get yourself your own Lawnmower 4.0. And, you know, you can join the family. It's amazing. Honestly, Ryder, you've had it. We've had it now for a couple of weeks. What has your experience been like it? Oh, I just used it again the other day, and uh, I'm still shocked by the quality of it. You know what I mean? Like, I think the worry thing for anybody worrying about using a razor uh, for the for these areas on your body, they have a nose trimmer, and they have, you know, down there for below the waist. You might think that, oh, it's going to hurt you. But no, the guards, even if you don't use a guard, it's still fine. It doesn't, tr it doesn't hurt you at all. There's no shape, you know, nothing like, you know, whatever problem that can happen down there. And plus, I, I look at the website. They sell all kinds of the creams. Uh, I know we got yeah. a we got a shirt and the underwear. And the, I mean, the products are great. I wear the underwear, the boxers. I mean, there's there's plenty of products for you guys to, to try out. You know, dude, I was just at work. I work on sets. Um, mm -hmm. And as you guys know, I'm, I'm always moving. If you've never been on a production set, you're <laughs> constantly moving. And mm -hmm. I wore the Manscaped boxers, and they were so comfortable. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they are legitimately so comfortable. They're, like, mm -hmm. really, really nice material. It didn't feel like it rubbed up against my skin mm -hmm. and made me feel irritated. It was just comfortable throughout the day, especially with a lot of movement. Felt like it was very flexible, which is exciting. For mm -hmm. me, I actually uh, tried this out with the little light. I tried the oh, yeah. 4.0 with the little light in the dark mm -hmm. just to test it out just because I wanted to see if it, it would work in the dark. Mm -hmm. And I can report back that it does. Nice. I can report back. It works well. I love the little light. I think it's it's fun. Personally, I think the whole experience has been just like super magnificent using this yeah. product and like using the shirt. You, I walked around with the shirt. Someone was like, oh, Manscaped. And I was like, yeah. And then I got into a little conversation like, yeah, wow, you know, nice. our podcast actually just got sponsored by them. And they were like, what? You know, people people yeah, freak yeah. out over sponsorships, yeah. bro, because it's like a big step. So, mm -hmm. you know, the fact that Manscaped reached out to us and wanted to partner with us, that's so freaking exciting. Yeah. So mm -hmm. very glad to that. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you guys can, again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code strictlycasual at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use code strictlycasual. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the jobs with Manscaped. There we go. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. And as you guys know, if you've been watching Freeze Frame on YouTube or you've been listening to it on audio platforms, whichever that may be, you guys know that this show originally started with us announcing Space Jam 2 coming yeah. out. And now we're kind of finding ourselves in a yeah. full circle moment here. Yeah. The movie is out officially. <laughs> we're Both of us have watched it. And we're going to go into a little bit of a spoiler review here for the next five minutes. If you haven't seen it. I would definitely say check it out to make up your own opinion. But without further ado, before we get into the news, before we get into our stories, before we get into what's coming out this week, let's hit it with the Space Jam 2 spoiler review. Now, right. Ryder, do you want to start off or do you want me to go? Sure, I'll start off just real quick. Uh, I, I, yeah. Watching this film, I think going into it, I was very excited to see, you know, getting the vibes of Space Jam. And I think the... 
there were some disappointments, but there were some great themes overall for this film. Yes. You know, when you think yes. about LeBron James and what he wanted, being executive producer, that you could tell that there were heavy themes of family. All right, spoilers, of course, you know, life family. spoilers, but it was it was family, right? And it was great because it was right. more from their original from Michael Jordan. I don't think I got that in the Michael Jordan film. It was more of oh look, it's cool. You know, to show off who Michael Jordan is as a player and be with the Looney Tunes, but I didn't get these themes that I did in this new one. The new legacy now was right. the relationship with his son and, and being who you are. And I think that was the big highlight for me. Um, but when it comes to critiques or, you know, we can get into a little bit, you know, LeBron James is an actor. Yeah, he's a basketball player, not an actor. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, right. you can get into that. But uh, I definitely thought the themes was the big highlight for me. But what about you? you can, um, I'll, I'll go into a little bit more detail here because as okay. I was watching it, I was having, I was mm -hmm. had my, my notes app open, but okay. the introduction, once again, guys, this is a spoiler review. The introduction of the server verse and Don Cheadle mm -hmm. was one of the best, like cleanest transitions <laughs> in my opinion. Okay. Um, and his character, Don Cheadle's character actually like, I wasn't sure when I first saw the trailers, mm -hmm. I was like, man, this thing's kind of corny, a little dumb, like, oh, this is this algorithm, yeah. <laughs> algae rhythm, yeah. you know, as he likes to call himself, yeah. um, is kind of taking over or, or he's not getting the uh, recognition that he deserves is kind of uh -huh. like the whole vibe. And so he sees LeBron like the King James and he's like, that's the guy that is going to get me the recognition I yeah. want. Makes so sense. it's it, the whole the whole uh, movie kind of reads like a big ad yeah. um, for HBO Max. Mm -hmm. And it's really funny because it's like the Warner 3000 server has this ability <laughs> yeah. to put you into any of their properties. Like if you want to be in Harry Potter, it'll scan oh. you and it'll put you as a character in Harry Potter or Game mm -hmm. of Thrones or whatever else you want. And I love the fact that it was like such a clean animation. I didn't yeah. like how the movie started really grainy to show like the past for LeBron. I thought that was kind of like, kind of, eh, they shouldn't have done it. Cause, okay, Because it was like, dude, you're watching this movie in 4K and you're now you're seeing it in like this grainy footage to show that you're in the mm -hmm. past. And I was just like, they should have just cut that part out. But there were so many great moments, mm -hmm. and I, I want to let you talk a little bit further, but I just love that introduction of the serververse, how they had all these different worlds. And then once you actually see LeBron go into the Looney Tunes world, mm -hmm. it just gets really, really, really exciting. But I'll yeah. let you get a word in before I go into that. Well, yeah, I think, you know, I'm glad that the majority of the film was the big game. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah. th there was a lot, there was a little bit of setup and we we're like, okay, this is, this is cool. This is interesting because you understand Bugs Bunny. And I know, yeah, I know you want to get into it of, of Bugs Bunny and his motivations, which they were great motivations right. for these Looney Tunes that I didn't expect. And I was Absolutely. like, oh, this is cool. And so having the big game be the whole film was like, great. Now we can get into the, the wackiness of it, the looniness of it, which goes into the themes of being who you are and, you know, being true to yourself, even though it might not be fundamental basketball it's it's what's going to win the game and so uh a critique of the I, ending I is that. definitely the goon squad uh i would say the goon squad was a little less they had less impact than like the uh the first movie was you know in comparison right, to right. Those the originals aliens. right you know what i mean but uh it was still kind of cool because it was like they're like creatures you know so I, I enjoyed that but right you're right the the big game definitely was like it was I had more fun kind of picking out the cameos and trying to find oh who's there who's there right. versus the game i don't know i feel like lebron didn't score as much he was more pushing out the theme with this son and you kept seeing the son like I'm, I'm, I'm the big basketball player now. And, and it was like, okay, I, I right. get it. But it's the I, themes, you know, it's there, but I, I'll say, I'll say this much mm -hmm. jumping around, yeah. you know, cause there's yeah. so much to this story, but <laughs> the moment yeah. where he, where he, where LeBron stopped the basketball game to mm -hmm. like yeah. talk to his son, I thought that was really dumb. Like okay. I was like, I was like, why the heck did you just hold this ball? And you're like, son, I just want you to know, I love you. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> And I was just yeah. like in my head, I was just like, why, why did they do this in the middle of the game? Like, why not just wait till the end of the game? Huh. And then I was like super confused by that. Yeah. And then the sun's like, there, it was, they had some themes that they had used in the original. Like the sun ends mm -hmm. up going back into the tune squad. Like he's like becomes a part of the team. Mm -hmm. And then they had like a call out. Oh, you know, we're down a bunch of points. I got somebody. Um, I think it's like the Sam comes. He's I found uh, Jordan, Michael Jordan. Oh, and then it ends yes. up being Michael great. B. Jordan. Yeah. Which I thought actor. was so funny because I was like, the, they made him seem so awkward in that, in that yeah, role yeah. he did. He was like, oh, I know, uh, you, I know you were down three and one. So you can come back. And then he's you like, you guys Sorry. got this. You know? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and um, that was great. I, I I will say like aside from those types of moments, like those little moments where mm -hmm. I was like, man, this 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 should have been written differently. There were some really strong moments in this story. 
like you're saying the Bugs Bunny story arc with just the theme of being yourself and knowing who you are and the fundamentals, the fundamentals, um, it doesn't always have to play into basketball. Like the whole idea of mm -hmm. the Looney Tunes story arc was they all left the Looney Tunes world because they have all yeah. these other worlds out there that they can explore. And, <laughs> yeah. I was, and, and, and Bugs is the only one left in the Looney Tunes world. And I was yeah. like, that is super creative. That is a yeah. very creative storyline for these mm -hmm. tunes. Because you're thinking, oh, they're all just going to be there just when he chilling. gets there. And it's yeah. like, no, no, no. They're, you know, you see Daffy Duck playing Superman in DC World. Or you see Lola, who's going through the Amazonian trials mm -hmm. with Wonder Woman. And it's just these little moments where you're just like, personally, the the, the way that they go and like get all the characters and round yeah, them up yeah, yeah. was uh -huh. so awesome. That was one of the best parts of the movie. And like the whole, like LeBron freaking out. Martian, uh, Marvin the, Ma the Martian, like what? Like yeah. he's like freaking out because he's actually <laughs> seeing these characters that he knows. Mm -hmm. And that it just felt like a lot of like nostalgic character play, which which mm -hmm. personally I love. Like I enjoyed it. Um, I want to call out some of these highlight moments here that I, that I personally loved. Rick and Morty, when Rick and Morty oh, showed up for that little bit, you, was man. so I, crazy. I, yeah. I was like, what the heck? This is awesome. <laughs> um, the moment with Speedy and Grandma at the Matrix when yeah. they're like they're <laughs> yeah. like slowing down time I and he's dodging these bullets. That. I caramba! Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so funny. That that was really cool. Um, the actual basketball game, like you said, all the background Easter eggs. Mm -hmm. You saw Clockwork Orange. You saw mm -hmm. the clown from It. You saw the Scooby Doo gang in the background, as well <laughs> yeah. as like the Flintstones, the Jetsons. I could go on for hours mm -hmm. and all these cameos. A lot, yeah. But one of my favorite moments had to have been the transition from the 2D animation of the Looney Tunes to the 3D animation of mm -hmm. them. And then the Don Cheeto is like, they're alive, you know, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like it's like just, little, it was just cool. It was mm -hmm. just cool. And um, another thing I want to point out with, with Don Cheeto's character, when he is mm -hmm. doing the pitch at Warner uh, Brothers, when oh, he's yeah. giving him the pitch. You can hear him in the background say, say yes, LeBron, because he wants to draw him into oh, his, yeah, his yeah, server yeah. version. Mm -hmm. So you could tell his intentions were always bad, but LeBron's not paying attention to that. He's just like, I'm, this is not what I want to do. I'm not in this. Yeah. And I, I, I personally, I thought the the background storyline with his son, the B story of how the son wants to be a video game designer and mm -hmm. wants to do video games. He even designed the whole game. And then the game ends up becoming what the basketball game is. Mm -hmm. He has yeah, to yeah. learn these new rules and stuff. I thought that was fun. Creative, I was hoping yeah. that at the very, I, I was hoping at the very end when um, he's kind of getting capped, like he's getting tackled by the, by Don Cheeto's character when he extends his arm out. Oh, yeah. Instead of doing the power up, which was obviously modern, like the son throws a power up to his leg. Yeah. I was hoping they did like a little like the um, arm stretch. The call, arm call stretch, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the yeah call, a little, call a little right? callback. Callback. Yeah, a little callback or, or play homage to, to Jordan's yeah. and have him stretch out his arm just like he did. I thought that would have been like the perfect thing. little touch. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. But instead, they went with something that made sense to their story. Mm -hmm. But that's pretty much all I had here for the review. You go ahead and finish this out with that. I, I personally, I will say this. I will mm -hmm. say this. I personally enjoyed the film. Was it a top tier, four star, five star movie? Uh, I don't know. It was it fun to watch? It was mm. definitely fun to watch. So yeah. it's an enjoyable film for Ag sure. Agreed. Yeah, I, th I think it's getting a lot of hate from like movie reviewers, and I, I think you know going into it, you can't expect to see like, oh, this is gonna be some great film. Like people talk about the original Space Jam, Michael Jordan, in no way would, did he act great. Like people say, watch it again. It was not that good. It wasn't what people remember it to be. So I think when you watch this one, it's like you have a basketball player, you know, kind of just sending his message message through the film. And that's all you're going to get from it. But I think it's it's sidelined and it's kind of distracted. They pushed their IP a little too much, but definitely go check it out because it is fun if you enjoy that type of thing. You know what I mean? If you don't let it distract you and you let it, it uh, just enhance the experience, it's definitely it's definitely a fun time that does not deserve the hate. <laughs> it's, it's just Space Jam. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's the vibe. So that's what I'd say. Go, go see it for yourself. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Go see it for yourself. And that wraps us up here for our Space Jam 2 review. Full circle. We talked mm -hmm. about it on our first episode. We were hyped. Yeah, now cool. the movie's out. And we're here talking about it. And it was cool because it was like 25 yeah. episodes in. The movie comes out. I was yeah. like, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's kind of fun. Fun fact. Another fun fact. 13 years ago today, as uh -huh. the airing of this, The Dark Knight came out with oh, Heath Ledger. Yeah. That's awesome. Like super that. random. Super mm -hmm. random. But before I go any further, I want to talk yes. about a little story. I know you guys like the story times. I got another Here cool one. Go. <laughs> I... I was recently working on this commercial for Capital One. I was literally there yesterday, mm. and <laughs> nice. guess who the guess who the DP was for the commercial? Take a guess, any guess. He's a f huge, huge. He's done some big movies. Like you're gonna be like, what? Uh, you know, like uh, take a guess. Richard. Like you'd, 
Bronson? No, what's his name? Let's no, no, no. Don't don't guess his name. Guess the guess the movies okay. he's 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 DP'd for. Just take a guess. Like okay, well I'm gonna might... say Christopher Nolan's some Nolan films maybe like a, I, don't, I don't know. I think DC. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, no. Go be specific with the with the film. You get two more chances. Then I'm just gonna tell you because this could go on forever. Okay. Uh, uh, Any uh, film, just take a guess. They're okay. They're the major films, like like. No, you're 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 thinking in the worst way possible. <laughs> what do you Keep mean? Going. I'm Keep going. Keep going. No hints. You're, no. you're you're going you're going to to like blockbuster. Okay. You're, okay. Uh, go go more like like dramatic, like Academy Award winning, not necessarily like an MCU. Okay. Film. Like uh, like like any Jordan Peele maybe film, like a like an art house no. type picture. Mm-mm. I'm thinking no, too no, big. No. Then okay. Sorry. You're taking too big. Okay, All right. Okay. I'm just gonna tell you, and then you're gonna be blown okay. away. So yeah, ready? Yeah. Yeah. So the guy's name is Jeff Cronenweth. Okay, I think that's how you say it. Um, he was the director of photography for Fight Club. Oh, the, shoot. the girl okay. with the dragon tattoo. The oh, Social yeah. Network. <laughs> Those are big. Gone Girl. Oh And my a, God. a couple other, a couple other big projects. Big but those ones. are just some of the ones that that stand Hitchcock? out. Hitchcock. What? I see Hitchcock here on his IMDb. That's interesting. Yeah. So Homeboy <laughs> was the director of photography for this commercial. So at the end of the job, I like went up to him yeah, and I yeah. was like, hey, dude, like we were it was so funny because we were shooting at UCLA mm-hmm. and he had all this USC gear on because that's where he went oh, to college. Yeah. yeah. So it was just funny. So I went up to him <laughs> and I was just like, I was like, I see you rocking the USC gear. And he's like, yeah, man. And we kind of got into a little bit of like a combo. And I told him, I said, dude, you know, everybody on this set has been talking about you like you're a legend. And he was like, yeah. oh, really? Like, people are saying that? And he goes, I'm not a legend, man. I said, what are you talking about, dude? You're a legend. Like, you've you're done some huge projects yeah, that yeah. everybody, like, studies and Just people admires, go back yeah. and, like, like, admire. Exactly. And he was like, no, bro. He goes, everybody on this set is a legend. Oh. And I was like, whoa. And he goes, you're goes, a legend. You, you, no, he was, like, he was like, you can't take it for granted, man. Today's PAs is tomorrow's producers. What if today you're just a production assistant and then tomorrow you're the guy financing my film? That like works. you never know who's going to be. And I was just like, wow, you know, that's exciting. Like that your perspective is so mm-hmm. open like that. Cause that's kind of how, I, how my perspective was. So it was kind of cool to hear somebody confirm that, Bigger. you know, yeah, like yeah, who's yeah. already at a, who has already done some mm-hmm. motion pictures that are so big. Everybody knows about them. That's like great. fight club alone, dude. Mm-hmm. is like, that's, that's magnificent. Yeah. You're like, you're the guy that literally got the shots, you know, mm-hmm. like that's amazing. And he told me something else. He was like, because I had told him that we were writing a, a, we had a short film that was currently in development Mm -hmm. and that we actually had some people from Lionsgate be interested. This guy who uh, my, my, my brother knows who's Mm -hmm. got connections to Lionsgate. And I told him that. And he was like, well, let me tell you this much. He goes, if it doesn't work with Lionsgate, just remember it wasn't, it's not a no. It's just that it wasn't right for them. Yeah. Just, you know, just keep the ball going and Mm -hmm. just know that all of these things are just the like encompassing of what eventually will be made, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's so awesome. Like he, he was just very positive in his thinking and very much Mm -hmm. like, like, Hey dude, everything is possible. Like, don't feel like just because, you know, you're just at a low level position in this production, like, you're you're not you know able mm-hmm. to do big things you know so I, it was just cool to talk to him i got some pics of him i even asked him if i could take a picture with oh, him yeah, and he, yeah. he was like yeah 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 let's take a picture so i got oh, some pictures wow. with him That's cool, so it was man. really exciting I, I thought that was kind of a cool story to share before we get into the news um and it was just fun dude i'm just yeah. i'm excited to be bringing these little like moments that i'm having on set and just these people i'm meeting because i'm very much enjoying it but anyways cool. that's enough if that's enough of all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was kind of motivational, yeah, right? Yeah. Which is kind of exciting. Um, now, on to our movies coming out this week. Here we go. So this is a new little segment mm-hmm. we started last last episode. Yeah. And we have for July 23rd, four movies coming out that I think mm-hmm. are prominent, that people should be aware of, that people should know about. At least, I'm a, we're only going to bring you guys either the big motion pictures that yeah. are worth your time Brief or ones. movies that are just so random that you're like, have you check this out or yeah right yeah, yeah. um if you want to go through the list i can read the last okay uh, the last two yeah okay we have old uh film by m night Shyamalan, a thriller as well as snake eyes the gi joe origin story about the the ninja who's silent and then uh midnight in the switchgrass which uh i've heard of this you can get into the you want to get into the, the synopsis for this I, I i haven't i haven't heard of this okay um so if you want to read it, I can okay. read the last one. Okay, okay. So here's the midnight in the switchgrass. While in Florida, on another case, FBI agents Helter, played by, I'm guessing, Bruce Willis, and Lombardo, Willis? which is, oh, Megan Fox. I saw Megan the Fox. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cross paths with a state cop, Crawford, 
uh, who's investigating a string of female murders that appear to be related. Lombardo and Crawford team up for an undercover sting, but it goes horribly wrong, plunging Lombardo into grave danger and pitting Crawford against a serial killer in a twisted game of cat and mouse. I saw the trailer for this. Megan Fox, uh, she gets captured. And, uh, nice. Yeah. It kind of revealed a lot in the trailer. <laughs> but you want to you, you hear something really crazy? Yeah, this is up? completely unrelated yeah, yeah. to movies. But I have a friend of mine who's a fashion designer, mm-hmm. and she designs denim jeans for Revolve, the company. Okay. Meg, Megan Fox wore her design, and they posted it on Instagram. Whoa. Like, that's what? nuts. Isn't that's that cool. cool? Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like a legitimate designer. She, yeah. she went through the factory. She, she was posting on Instagram, like, at the manufacturer, getting the huh. jeans right now. Like, <sighs> they're making it. And then, like, the next day, she's Megan like, Fox. yo, Megan Fox <laughs> wore my design. I'm like, wow, that's that's just out of this world. It just goes to show, like, just made it. keep pushing <laughs> you in your try. dream. Just keep pushing yeah, your dream because yeah. eventually it's going to work out. It's going to happen. Um, speaking of people who made that exact statement happen, Val, Val Kilmer. Um, we spoke about his film, his little uh, documentary mm-hmm. film that's coming to Amazon. But it's also going to get a limited time release here in theaters on July 23rd. So it might be around. I want to give you guys a quick synopsis. For over 40 years, Val Kilmer, one of the Hollywood's most per- mercurial and or misunderstood actors, has been documenting his own life and craft through film and video. He has amassed thousands of hours of footage from 60mm home videos made with his brothers to time spent in iconic roles for blockbuster movies like Top Gun, The Doors, Tombstone, and Batman Forever. This raw, wildly original, and unflinching documentary reveals a life lived to extremes and a heart-filled, sometimes hilarious look at what it means to be an artist and a complex man. I, I, I'm I, already hyped for this, but I just wanted yeah, to toss it out there because I think last time we kind of just touched on it but we didn't go into like a full synopsis Mm -hmm. but that's it guys that's what's coming out this week Mm. if you guys are going (laughs) to the movies this is four good choices of movies you can watch that are probably going to be pretty decent Um, or you can just stay home you know just stay home and watch uh, space jam 2 true true (laughs) or you can watch some marvel because we got some marvel news now here we go getting into our major movie news now uh i'll read these first two off light ones so this is breaking news as of filming this just a couple minutes ago i read basam Tariq is set to direct blade so they oh. just announced that. So that's kind of cool for him. Lucky guy. <laughs> as well as nice. uh, Black Widow actor Olivier Richards, who was uh, in the movie. Spoiler alert for Black Widow. Just light spoiler alert. In the jail scene, he was a big prisoner guy. Uh, he confirms on Instagram that his cameo is Ursa Major, claiming that he's the first mutant to appear in the MCU. And so it's not stated what? in the movie at all. But, uh, and but he's just saying that. Yeah, he's like, no, my character is a mutant. And that's... Mutant, so it's like, oh, okay, take that as he's, you will. He's yeah. like, he's like mm-hmm. at Kevin Feige, can yeah, he's confirmed, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, you can, you can take this next big one. We got it. Next up, we have some updates on Black Widow. Speaking of Black Widow, um, apparently they had the largest collapse in MCU history from week one to week two box office. First week, mm-hmm. they had over 80 million opening um weekend at the box office here domestically and now they drop 67.5 percent in the second week lower than ant-man and the wasp which was apparently the other one that was the lowest they went down to 26 million at the domestic office uh, the drop was so severe the national association of theater owners opted to release a statement blaming disney's decision to release black widow both in theaters and on disney plus premiere access at the same time despite assertions that this this is what they said despite assertions that this pandemic era improvised release strategy was a success for disney and the simultaneous release model it demonstrates that an exclusive theatrical release means more revenue for all stakeholders in every cycle of the movie's life so they were basically saying and i'll read this next part it ignores that premier access revenue is not newfound money but was pulled forward from a traditional pvod window which is no longer an option the statement added combined with the lost theatrical revenue and foregone traditional pvod revenue the answer to these questions will show that, that simultaneous release cost disney money and revenue per viewer over the life of the film now i know that sounds like a lot of technical data but let mm. me break it down for you yeah. so basically what they're saying is that because they decided to release that their movie on premiere access and theaters it's kind of hurting their box office numbers because when you go to the movies you physically have to get out of your house get in a car go to the movie theater Buy it, you know, check in, get some popcorn if you want to, go sit down in the theater seat, watch the movie, then you got to leave. When you're at home, Premiere Access, you can literally press pause, go to the restroom, press pause, go get something to eat, press pause halfway through the movie and watch something else because maybe you're just not feeling it. And that's hurting their box office numbers because now people are no Mm -hmm. longer having that word of mouth experience that is like, oh my God, I went to the theaters and I saw Black Widow and it was so awesome. Now it's just like, oh yeah, I watched it on Disney Plus. Closed off. You know, oh yeah, I watched yeah. it on Disney Plus. 
You know, it's like it's less of an exciting thing and less people are talking about it. So mm-hmm. they're saying that in the long run, Premier Access is actually hurting Disney's numbers. Mm-hmm. As you can see here with this 67.5% drop, I, that's a lot. That's yeah, huge. Yeah. I have a follow-up now for this. This is breaking news that just happened while we were recording. Well, before we were recording. So because of this, Disney Plus is ending their Premier Access after Jungle Cruise. And it's only going to have no. Premier Access is not happening. Yeah, I know. I know you didn't no say it just way. happened on my Twitter. And I was like, what? They just announced no more I'm Premier clapping. Access. It's not happening anymore. So they're only nice. doing theater releases because of the failure of this. So, Dude, I'm, te- I'm telling you, bro. It works. Oh, Disney <laughs> Disney only cares about money. So when they don't see the money and the revenue that they... Dude, the fact Strange that Black up. Widow is lower than Ant-Man and the Wasp. Ant-Man and the Wasp. Personally, mm-hmm. I love Ant-Man. People who shit on the Ant-Man movies, I'm like, how do you guys not like the humor Paul yeah, Rudd brings yeah. into this movie? Right. Like, I don't get that. But the <laughs> fact that it dropped lower than that, mm-hmm. it just goes to show that the model wasn't working. I'm mm-hmm. glad Disney picked up on that. I'm glad Disney understood that, hey, it's always better to have the box office numbers be high than try to just do $60 million on Disney+. Plus. Because, yeah, mm-hmm. you're making that money either way. Dude, Those that $60 million could have been like $100 million if you would have played your cards right. Yeah. But instead, you settled for 60 and, you know, I'm, I'm not a big settler. I'm not a big settler. Next up, we got Kevin Feige confirms what we've all been suspect, suspecting all along about Contessa Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. That sounds like a Bioshock mm. character right there, de Fontaine. But she's <laughs> yeah. not. She's not. And he said, and I quote, she's, made, she's, she's doing something. Yeah, she is. She seems to be re- in recruitment mode. And uh-huh. I was like, cryptic, mm, cryptic recruitment Feige. mode. We all know that the, um, what's his name? The Hawkins? U.S. agent. Oh, US agent. U- no, no, no. U.S. US agent mm-hmm. is already a part of her team. And I mm-hmm. believe I haven't seen Black Widow, but I read some spoilers. Yelena has also been recruited mm-hmm. into her fold. Mm-hmm. And are we? See- what are we going to see that team become? Is that going to be the Thunderbolts? Is that going to be... Possibly. Dark Avengers, uh, like Dark Avengers, so many, right? There's a, there's a lot of possibilities there, you know. And I feel like we're gonna see more of this in the Hawkeye series, the Disney Plus series. You know, more uh, ground so? level stuff. Yeah, with with uh, Valentina. Is Absolutely. she in this? Is she is she in this? I, it's not confirmed that she's in, not not Valentina, but now Yelena is. And well, there's a spoiler for oh. Black Widow that you know. You know Don't I'll, tell I'll, us. I'll, yeah. yeah, I won't spoil it for you, but I know some people at home know. But speaking of a uh, uh, wild Disney Plus shows, Don Cheadle. For the Falcon and the Winter Soldier cameo, uh, he was confused because he got nominated for an Emmy for his cameo in Falcon and Winter Soldier when it was just, it was literally a couple minutes. It was like 10 minutes probably in that episode. Right. But Three. Uh, oh, it was, <laughs> it was three. God. Okay. Well, he says, I don't really get it. Uh, you have right here. The 2021 Emmy Award nominations included a tidal wave of snubs and surprises. Uh, for those of you who don't know, WandaVision got nominated for a lot. And I, I think I put it here somewhere. I hope I have it anyways, but I'll continue on. Uh, no single nomination is more of a head-scratcher than Don Cheadle's bid for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Drama Series. The now 11-time Emmy nominee landed a spot in the category thanks to what amounts to a three-minute cameo in the pilot episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Cheadle's two scenes are hardly an acting showcase, and even he was a bit baffled by his nominations. Very interesting, and I'm surprised by this, but I mean, I wonder what Personally, was the other people that got nominated personally you know I mean? personally what what the whole reason i bring this story up into mm-hmm. this place is because of the fact that he has his own freaking show called black monday that he's oh. much better in and they had <laughs> oh, yeah. a whole second season for and they mm-hmm. didn't emmy nominate him for that but they gave him an emmy nomination for three minutes and falcon and winter soldier that's a slap in the face to an actor you're saying Weird. oh so my, my my actual work isn't good enough for you but a cameo in this project is <laughs> get the fuck out of here there's a while like that's yeah. not I'd be pissed. I'd be like, what? I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be cool to get an Emmy, but it's just like, like, he's even like, I don't really get it. Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm sure he's thinking to himself, like, dude, I'm, I have a whole other show that is mm-hmm. actually good. That is mm-hmm. actually worth watching. If you haven't seen Black Monday, um, yeah. definitely go check it out. Mm-hmm. You won't even you won't even recognize Don Cheeto as, as himself because he becomes this whole other character. It's oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, okay. I got you. But moving on here, guys, away from Marvel now to Warner Brothers and DC. We have Dwayne Johnson reportedly making Josh Whedon's Justice League non-canon. He said, I'm done with it. He said, the Snyder Cut lives on through me. We've reported <laughs> on that before. Mm-hmm. But now he's saying it's official with the wrap of production happening this week. He says, it was the hardest undertaking of my entire career, physically and mentally, but it was worth every second. You know this man is a fan of Snyder, so he's like, I'm loving this. I'm loving telling all the Warner execs, you guys can eat my ass. Because honestly, he is just doing whatever the Going crap in. he wants. And that's the way The the, the Rock works. That's He's the never way known the rock anything about The Rock. Does it. 
Oh, that's the way I, the rock the rock uh rumbles. It. i don't know yeah I was, oh yeah yeah you get yeah you got it there we go but yeah. uh all right moving on now to the flash here we go this is some big stuff here we got some flash leaks so we got more and more set photos revealed from behind the scenes uh i guess spoilers i'm gonna say spoilers because there's some huge say stuff it. in this all right <laughs> say it and so there was some I, I know we have here but i don't know if we saw if you saw there were photos of michael keaton's batman his bat cave as well as his batmobile Okay, mm -hmm. okay, it's Batmobile. Okay, so I'll just get into the thing. Just read. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Read New down Flash a bit, shows an Ezra Miller double. That's right. There's two Flashes in this film. Could we see an evil Barry Allen in this movie? I like that you put that. Okay, interesting. But Future Flash, Future Flash is also a villain. Barry Allen from 20 years in the future. He blames himself for Wally's death, so he starts killing his rogue. Okay, is this theory stuff? You should get into this. Is this theory or is this the quote? This, is, this was something that someone posted on Reddit, basically okay. saying, like, okay. well, if this is a double, then maybe mm -hmm. this is his, that version of him that is evil, that has, you know, he's he's upset by Wally's death, and then basically 20 years yeah, later sure. comes back and, and kind of tries to fix it. Um, but, you know, this video was could also just be his stand-in. You know, but it also yeah. like you know when you see any type of leak, you always want to take it to the top. Extreme, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, what if it is a double? What if it is a second Flash? Um, I don't think that's far fetched, personally, to no, see more no. than one Flash on this movie. No. Like, if um, what's his name, the guy from the Flash TV show makes a cameo, like I wouldn't be upset oh, about yeah. it. You know what I mean? I, yeah. So, but what I'm most excited about is the thing you brought up at the very beginning, which is Michael Keaton's Batcave and mm -hmm. the Batmobile. And yeah, everything that like awesome. that just being revealed. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. I you remember <laughs> I wasn't even man. thinking. I wasn't even yeah. thinking like, oh, they're gonna go back to the Batcave or they're gonna see mm. the Batmobile. I wasn't even thinking yeah. about that. And then you're like, oh no, they're they're going they're there. Going so all in with this movie. So it, it, it so here's the question that I want to ask now. Is it gonna be Flash going into Michael Keaton's world with that supergirl, or is mm -hmm. Michael Keaton and the supergirl coming into Flash? Like how you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, the, yeah. I, I just want like the the little things that mm -hmm. bring it all together. But we're seeing a lot of elements of this film kind of be mm -hmm. out there, and we're all kind of just bringing it together, which is really fun to kind of speculate mm -hmm. and see as it comes together. I just know that this movie, no matter when it comes out, yeah, yeah. is going to be amazing. Yeah, and this is going to be one of those movies that you're just like, mm -hmm. this was awesome. I love the CGI of the the time travel. I hope they do oh, it just know, like right? the way they did it in Snyder Cut. Even though some of the Warner Brothers execs were like, we didn't understand the time travel in the Snyder Cut. And I was yeah. like, you have to be like, I, I'd hate to insult them <laughs> because I'm sure they're nice people. But <laughs> it's like, how did you not understand it? It was so simple to understand. He's literally... Yeah recreating so reality as he's moving exactly he's moving so, so fast. fast it's just going just it's just a comic book thing like you got superman right. and Beth <laughs> it's just a comic book thing you know it, it's yeah. like it's like asking it's like how does superman turn back time by going around the globe super fast that he makes <laughs> right? it spin it's like how does that work how does that make sense it's like dude don't think about it too much it's supposed to be a comic book movie it's crazy. Speaking, wait, speaking of wild stuff, we have King Shark. You know King Shark? I mean, one of my favorite characters in DC. I'm not going to lie. After seeing him in the Harley Quinn cartoon, and now we have him in the yes. Suicide Squad film, uh, James Gunn. Uh, we have here why King Shark was a very, very difficult Suicide Squad character to create until Sylvester Stallone happened. Of course, we know Sylvester Stallone is voicing uh, King Shark, Mamawe. So James Gunn quotes, I actually had hired three different actors. I wrote the role for Sylvester Stallone. I was afraid. Sly's my friend. What if it didn't work? He's Sly. I would have just had to have a voice that didn't work. So we had a huge audition process with tons of voice actors. And we had one voice actor come in and do the whole movie. It didn't work. We had another voice actor come in and do the whole movie. He didn't come to life. We had an actor, a really, really famous actor, who was also a friend of mine, come in and do the voice, and that didn't work. And then I was like, guys, I don't know what to do. I think I have to go to Sly. And I called up Sly. He said he would love to do it. He came in right away, and that character just sort of came to life. <laughs> so, Isn't that just, cool? Just goes to show, like, the process you may, you know, may be interesting, but if you feel it in your heart, being a director, probably so creative, it's meant to be. I think that's Dude. fascinating. Awesome. For me, it's the fact that like he reveals that they did the voiceover for this character three different times yeah. before they went to Sylvester Stallone. Like that to me was like, whoa, mm. that's crazy. It goes to show people like if you ever want to be in the movie making business, it's not a just quick overnight thing. It's a months and years mm. in in you know process that isn't isn't always as fun as you think. Like he seems like he was frustrated that he didn't, he couldn't find the right actor. And then mm -hmm. eventually was like, I should have just gone with my original, you know? And the reason it's funny because the rest of the article thought like, mm -hmm. Um, like like he says, what if it didn't work, right? Yeah. Like if it doesn't work with Sylvester Stallone, because I think his reasoning for this was like, mm -hmm. you don't go to somebody like Sylvester Stallone <laughs> with a role 
And then when it doesn't work, say, you know what, we're just not going to do it, you know, because yeah. then that's like huge disrespect to that big yeah. name actor. Right. Like, I, I personally think he's like one of the legends right now in Hollywood because he's been mm -hmm. doing it for so long now. He, he's one of the living legends. So for for them to be like, oh, uh, like I could totally see their hesitation. <laughs> yeah, because he's also like, older. So maybe he doesn't still have the acting chops that he once did. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, will he be able you to waste you know, time. hone in the. Can't yeah, waste time. hone in the. So. But I'm glad I'm glad it worked out. I'm excited for that movie. Mm -hmm. That comes out August 6th, by the way. Suicide Squad. Coming up. That's, that's very Coming close. Up. Very, very <laughs> yeah. close. Another thing that's getting closer by the day, the Batman. And we have some updates here from Colin Farrell, who is playing the Penguin in the Batman. He's saying he's there for five or six scenes in the movie and that he just plays enough to where he kind of introduces the character, brings you into his world a little bit, shows you a little bit of his crime operation. And then I guess he's zooped out because once again, mm -hmm. the main villain is the Riddler. This is kind mm -hmm. of our B, maybe C story villain. But... I wanted to read here a quote that Colin Farrell talked about for the makeup process because he is wearing a fat suit in the movie. He says, Mike Marino, who is the makeup artist, is a genius. Um, he's an absolute and ver veritable genius. Is that how you say that? Ver veritable? Veritable. Veritable. veritable? That's the word. Uh, yeah. He's an absolute and veritable genius. And that word gets thrown out a lot. But he is a drawing, sculpting, shaping genius. And he created this visage for the penguin. I mean, he and Matt talked about what physically the character stature would be. And I had been quite big for the North Water, which was another show for AMC+. And I didn't want to naturally go big again. He's talking about his weight here. Because mm -hmm. I had a few little health concerns as a result of the North Water. And I was just like, fuck. This acting thing ain't this important. I know the top <laughs> right. actors that go up and down, and God bless them. I wish them good health. But for me, I think the North Water is the last time I'll go up that much. So we decided on a fat suit, okay. which is cool. Because yeah, personally, that's... you wouldn't, you couldn't even tell that's a fat suit, dude. They did such a good job. You couldn't even oh, tell that's yeah. a fat suit, you know? Like, Nowadays, yeah. No, exactly. Nowadays, you can't even tell. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. And last year, before wrapping up Warner Brothers, Cheetah is reportedly returning for Wonder Woman Part three. Who's surprised oh. by that? I'm not. I'm not really surprised by that. I mean, yeah, let's be honest. You see this a lot. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I'm sure Patty Jenkins was just like, let's just bring back Cheetah because why come up with another villain character? Let's Who's just... the greatest villain of all DC? Uh, let's just <laughs> stick with the same ones. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, here's my thing. If people didn't like Wonder Woman two, why bring back Cheetah? You know what I'm saying? Like, people <laughs> didn't like the movie, so it's like, why bring back the uh, same villain? I don't know. I don't even know. Oh no. But moving on. Moving okay, on. moving on now to Disney. We're talking about Indiana Jones 5, all right? It's great because we're going to have a lot of news for this movie coming up for the next months, which is exciting. Harrison Ford apparently was replaced for much of the Indiana Jones 5. This is confirmed by the director, James Mangold. We now have photo evidence that he's been replaced, where they look alike for new filming. Now, these are not action sequences. These are standing dialogue sequences. Uh, Ford is still in a sling after the shoulder surgery that his injury happened. We talked about that uh, recently, lately. Uh, which means much uh, that he's unavailable still for at least another month. So that's unfortunate. But anyways, we've been all, also been made aware that Mangold is planning to do a budget-exploding maneuver to try and save the film. Rather than just camera trickery, Mangold is reportedly going to CGI-impose Harrison Ford's face over the indie doppelganger they've hired to play Indiana Jones in Glasgow, which itself is playing New York City in the 60s. Uh, Harrison Ford will not be playing Indiana Jones in large parts of the movies. A look-alike actor will be Dr. Jones with a CGI Harrison Ford mask over the top. This is in addition to other significant scenes in which Indiana Jones will be played by someone wearing a wraparound Harrison Ford head mask. Antonio, oh, and <laughs> so there's that. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's that. that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is interesting. We can get into it. And then lastly, real quick, Antonio Banderas has been confirmed a co-star in Indiana Jones 5. So <laughs> I, let me let me get let me yeah, give yeah. you my take on this. Personally, mm -hmm. I think Antonio Banderas was brought on just because Harrison Ford has been kind of decommissioned. They were like, yeah. we need another <laughs> another guy to kind of be the face of this movie. <laughs> so I think they, they were like, Antonio Banderas, come save us. Um, yes. But the fact that they're doing all this extra stuff to just have him like be replaced, I don't think I don't think that's a good look. Like a lot of people mm. didn't like the CGI mm. in the last Indiana Jones movie. So I'm just like, maybe steer clear of all the cgi stuff because it yeah you know you had shia labeouf talking to a cgi monkey holding himself off of a cgi cliff and it's just like uh -huh. this all seems kind of weak yeah. so to hear that it's going to be another actor and then they're just going to put harrison ford's face on it i mean look at what they did with mandalorian like it didn't work with luke it, did, it really didn't work uh, like you no, were just kind of like yeah. it, it was cool because oh wow well, luke skywalker mm. but then you're like mm, yeah a couple weeks later you're like that was kind of weird it, yeah uh, they should have just they should have just casted sebastian stan which they were rumoring for like the longest <laughs> right. time i was like why mm. didn't you guys just go ahead and pull the trigger um mm. 
but moving on from that, I, what, what are your thoughts on that person before we move on, actually? What do you think uh, about I, I, doing this? I think anything CGI, we're, we're at the point now where it, oh, it, it's like 99% real, but you could still tell it looks CGI. So if it's someone like Harrison Ford and an iconic profile as right. the Indiana Jones, you're going to be watching right. and be like, oh, so they CGI'd his face. Like, <laughs> yeah. so be like it's sad but you know it, it depends we'll see a trailer once we see a trailer we'll see what, what they do with it your that's your reaction opinion. your reaction was like of somebody who hasn't heard any of this stuff and is just gonna go into the movie thinking like oh harrison ford did this movie like, and then it's gonna be yeah, like they're gonna be in the audience like yo did they cgi his Shit. face like what's going on with his face like what? i don't remember his, yeah i think he he must have just aged really badly like oh, and right? it's not yeah, even yeah. him and it's not even him no it's not even him so interesting but anyways yeah. guys moving on here to yeah. our other studios the deal is sealed for ian mcshane's to return as winston in john wick chapter four um nice. and jj abrams next star trek film is said to be directed by wandavision's matt shackman production mm. is prepared for takeoff next spring so that's kind of nice. cool we're gonna see a new star trek film hmm. it's pretty exciting we didn't have any television news this week because i mean yeah. let's be honest guys it's really about streaming it's really about movies television right. is just kind of like in there i will say this and this is i'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of put shooting myself in the foot here because this is my recommendation yeah. if you guys want to talk want to talk about tv freeform had grownish season two come out oh, and yeah. i've been watching it they currently have um the second episode I, I shouldn't say season two i think it's season four um of okay. the show it's her senior year um and mm -hmm. it is really really interesting i love that show already that's why mm -hmm. i've been watching it but yeah. i think if you have never watched grownish and you're a fan of blackish or if you're not a fan of blackish mm -hmm. and just want to watch a different show grownish does a really good job of capturing that college life and that those kind of transitionary years that so many shows decide not to capture and instead go to make a tv show about high school mm -hmm. kids once again which it's like why so many high school tv shows i don't know <laughs> right um, trying to appear yeah. that audience. Okay, yeah. Well, getting on to now the big ones. Netflix, HBO Max. Netflix uh, plans to add video games next year to their services, which is a strange move. Apparently, the streaming company has already hired a former EA executive to lead the project. So EA, you know, depends on how reliable you guys want to take that. As well as Fear Street, the big trilogy that just dropped the horror franchise movie from R.L. Stein, apparently doesn't end. Lee Janiak hopes to create a horror spin on the MCU. Interesting. So we'll see oh wow, so work. original! <laughs> oh you know that. what I'm saying? Like, oh yeah. wow, I'm gonna be create my own universe, like MCU, but it's gonna be a horror. It's like, girl, people yeah. have been doing that. You're not an original person the with an original idea. universe. Like, <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, I just, I, I, I just never understood when people get like mm. so hyped over creating their universes. Like, mm. I get it, but it's Cinematic. not an original. It's not some original idea that yeah, you're yeah. coming up with. Mm. It's just so mm -hmm. silly. Moving on to our next streaming headline, HBO Max, guys, moving away from Netflix. HBO Max reshuffles Game of Thrones spinoff. Two more animated series in the works, one set in the Golden Empire of Yi-T, inspired by Imperial China, and Flea Bottom, a live-action series no longer happening. Oh, it's no longer yeah. happening. Was this, was it, this is unrelated to Game of Thrones, right? Uh no, no no this is yeah it was it was the, this is still uh, was reading Thrones. the article and they kind of updated they give an update on like what what the state of these spinoffs are so th that was so Flea Bottom was based on life on the life of the infamous king hmm. King's Landing slum so it's not going to happen not, anymore yeah, it's not moving so forward. the only post -Geo, Geo Game of Thrones project certain to hit the air is the prequel House of the Dragon which tells mm -hmm, the story yeah. of the Targaryen civil war and is set for 2022 which we've previously talked mm -hmm. about here yeah. so dang so they had a couple so the so that um that anime spin-off isn't happening anymore right now is that what they're saying is that is that what's I happening I believe so I believe yeah it's or it's, there was a separate they have so many animated series like animated right. series and then an anime like different different stuff yeah like, i know right i'm just like dang I, yeah. I feel like they just really try to go hard on like the game of thrones stuff because the show mm -hmm. didn't do well but now i think that yeah. they're realizing less and less people are excited for these shows that they're like how about we just make one just prequel pull, pull show off. and then yeah. see how we do because honestly <laughs> yeah. honestly i'm hearing right here not to skip one the last of us series mm -hmm. is yeah. going to cost hbo more than game of thrones mm -hmm. um the president of iatse came out damian petty said that According to him, this project well exceeds the eight figure per episode mark. So eight figures per episode means that at a minimum, the budget is $10 million an episode or $100 million for the 10 episode season. But he says it'll well exceed that so that it could be $12 million per episode or $15 million. So potentially mm -hmm. we could be seeing a $150 million for the season. And if that is true, um, 
that will literally topple the biggest season of Game of Thrones. And as you know, Game of Thrones, is, their budget their budget grew because mm-hmm. of the fact that the show was becoming more and more popular. So they were getting more money. Game of Thrones last season was only $90 million for six episodes. This is going to be more than $100 million at least for 10 episodes. Mm-hmm. And for reference, I wrote down on here, The Mandalorian mm-hmm. Season 1 was also $100 million. Just goes to show. I, I, I want to have a quick rabbit hole trail yeah, yeah. here for all our listeners. It just goes to show if you want to be an actor, you got to be the best actor in the world. Because these people are putting down $100 million on a season. Just for you to act. Pedro, so don't Pedro. you can't you can't wake up one morning, go to an audition, and still have the sides in your hand. You better have that thing memorized because these people are not trying to play. They are yeah. not trying to play. They want you ready. This is a hundred million dollar production. There is no way. That's why they keep casting the same people who are already in the mainstream because they know how to handle the big budget. They do the job the well. Big, they do the job exactly, well. Exactly, exactly. They do the job well. And yeah. last but not least, I want to touch on this new Titans trailer calls for a new poster. S three season three drops August twelfth. Ryder, you can go ahead and finish us off with the last of us. Okay. With all that stuff you got. <laughs> yeah. So one of the cool details here, I think we covered basically everything, but Jeffrey Pierce, who's the voice actor of Tommy uh, in the video games, he's coming back as a separate role, apparently the rebellious Perry. So I think it's cool that Ooh. they're, I mean, you have Neil Druckmann, the writer creator of the game, you know, is, you know, writing the show. And I'm so glad they're, they're pulling in all these voice actors, the classics to be in the show, which I'm, I'm glad. And so here's some more specific details. They were saying the show has five art directors, hundreds of technicians, six months of prep, uh, shootings to last apparently a whole year. And uh, yeah, the budget is, is, is huge, like you said. But I mean, you're working on sets. I mean, think on the crew. This is, this is massive. This is, I'm glad they're putting oh, yeah. so much focus and care into this, something like this. Because you think about the promotion, how much money they put for the promotion for Last of Us 2. I mean, billboards, commercials, like they're everywhere. So I'm so glad they're putting honor to this you know that way it doesn't look dumb i don't know like I, cgi is weird you know i bet you their their crew their crew is like 150 plus because that's usually yeah. what like a big project okay. does like 150 mm-hmm. plus people that's a lot of people working on a film just to have in your yeah. crew you know so that's yeah that's exciting a whole mm-hmm. year of filming though imagine that imagine you're, you're like just on set every day yeah. no break and you're shooting a whole show like most Dramatic. seasons, <laughs> mo, mo, most seasons of a show take about well, depending on how many episodes. But yeah. you know, um, that American Horror Stories season is only seven episodes, and it took them six mm-hmm. months to shoot. So six months to shoot mm-hmm. seven episodes, and that's prepping, that's plan, um, shoot. You know, all the, the meetings well, and stuff like that go into it, and post. Yeah. Okay. okay. So to hear that it's going to take a whole month just to shoot it, we're not going to see this thing till maybe <laughs> mid. Or end of 2022 or even 2023. Yeah, yeah. Take their time. Take your time. That's all I say. But anyways, uh, moving on to some huge stuff now. Wrapping up the HBO. Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man himself, is going to be playing multiple roles roles in The Sympathizer, a new HBO series based on Viet uh, Trans Nugent's spy thriller, spy novel. Uh, so basically, the roles that he will be playing are the Orange, Orange County congressman, a CIA agent, and a Hollywood film director. So a little summary, the novel is an espionage thriller and cross-culture satire about the struggles of half-French, half-Vietnamese Vietnamese, sorry, communist spies during the final days of the Vietnam War with his resulting exile in the United States. A worldwide search is underway for the lead role and the rest of the predominantly Vietnamese ensemble. So, I mean, gosh, heavy hitter. Heavy hitter with RGJ, right? <laughs> well, right? And that's it for HBO. I like this. I, I just want to say this real fast. I yeah. like this this idea of him playing three different characters as a spy. Like I think those three characters are pretty dope. Like a Some Hollywood fun. film director, CIA agent, congressman. Like how what's his going to be his spin on that? But this whole movie, oh, it's a series. It's an mm-hmm. HBO series. The Sympathizer. Is this what he's going to be doing now? I want to. I just want him to finish Sherlock Holmes three. Freak. <laughs> Sherlock, we want it now. Where yeah. is it? We keep pushing uh, I didn't, for it. I didn't, I didn't want to curse there because I was just like, oh my gosh, I, mm-hmm. I'll be, I'm outraged by the fact I could go into a whole rage <laughs> yeah, mode yeah, yeah. and just get so upset, but I don't mm-hmm. want to because it's mm-hmm. just not worth the time. And I get it, man. <laughs> I get it. He's the sympathizer. I got to sympathize. So, oh, I like that. <laughs> so okay. stupid. That's a stupid joke. Right. <laughs> um, guys, moving on to Paramount Plus. iCarly, the revival of iCarly has been renewed for a second season. Doesn't surprise hey, me. Hey. The, show's, the show's actually pretty well made. Mm-hmm. Um, social media. 
this is social media paramount plus posted on their social media mm-hmm. and i thought that was kind of exciting another cool thing um more g- jumping into checkpoints uh routine here avatars cora was spotted in a nickelodeon's fighting game that is it going to be re- i guess released some point they didn't have a release date but they released like oh, a, yeah, some, some cover art and it's mm-hmm. like all of the past it's kind of like it's like smash bros for the switch yeah. but it's kind of like a our all-star brawl of all the nickelodeon mm-hmm. characters from the past from the present and I think that's kind of fun. Imagine being able to kick some ass as uh, Korra from The Legend of Korra as the <laughs> right. Avatar. Spongebob. Or even Aang. Being able to fight as Aang, that would be super awesome. Fighting like the the dinosaur from the Rugrats, like that would be cool. All that jazz. They have some cool characters there. Cat and Dog, Ron and Stimpy. So some really cool stuff. But yeah, we don't cover video games here. That's Checkpoint, our other podcast. Make sure you guys are checking it out. Hosted by James Walmer and Vincent DeSantis. But moving back into our show, Disney Plus is breaking right now. This is... Oh, you already have this yeah, on here. Yeah, this, this is what we talked about. I'll yeah, mention I, it again. I'll mention it again because yeah. it's that big of a news, guys. Premier mm-hmm. Access, it's dead. It's dying. It's gone. After Jungle Cruise, don't even... I'm going to give you guys a little tip. Just don't pay for Jungle Cruise because it's just going to end after that. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't even just, do Premier Access for Jungle Cruise. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just... After that, it's just going to be end. It's, it's going to be gone. So yeah. you, you, don't need, you shouldn't even do it because it's oh, like, yeah. oh, they're never going to mm-hmm. do this again. Unless you like spending mm-hmm. money, then by all means, do it. I don't care. Yeah. Um. But now, getting on to a little bit of a different conversation here. Loki director Kate Heron is not coming back for season two. <laughs> and she's actually moving on to other things. And I have a little mm-hmm. bit of a quote here at the bottom. But first, She-Hulk star Jamila Jamil put together quite possibly the most unique training clip online. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's just exercising and getting her fit together. But mm-hmm. I want to get us into a conversation about Loki. Because yeah. I, I was just kind of like trying to talk. <laughs> Uh, through yeah, all the yeah, other yeah. stuff so that we can just yeah, talk yeah. For, about Loki for a second here. Um, first and foremost, the show has ended. The whole the whole season, first season has ended. Ryder, awesome. I want your honest take now that it's been a, a week or so has passed. I want your honest take on how you felt about the whole show, how you felt about the ending, and how you felt about the reveal before I get into my theory. Okay, I want to say I had fun. I really had fun with this show because, you know, being involved on social media, you feel like you're a part of the the fandom, you know, and and I think looking for theories is a part of the experience. And right. I think, you know, it, it's a fun it's it's not something to be stressful, or it's not something to get mad over. It's just fun to just theorize and kind of guess with each other online. And so I'd say this was the most fun experience. While Falcon and the Winter Soldier was grounded, straightforward, uh, WandaVision kind of had this theorizing. This took it to another level now because of how they took it to scale-wise. It was like, right. you know, is it Mephisto? It's probably not going to be, but it was. It was Kang, you know, and we got right. it, which was so satisfying for us. And, uh, yeah, overall, I had so much fun with it. What about, what about you? Did you have fun? Did you enjoy it? I, I personally it. enjoyed it. And I know I didn't say this at the beginning before we started yeah. talking about this, but spoiler alert for anybody oh, who yeah. hasn't seen Loki. Luckily, yeah. um, <laughs> I just assume I just I just assume that if you heard us talking about mm-hmm. the ending of the show and how it had already yeah. wrapped, you'd assume that we were going to get into spoilers. Yeah. But I should say that either way, even though Ryder already said Kang. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys, Kang. Um, it's oof. Well, it's um, everywhere, it's but, everywhere on social media. So I'm yeah, sure it's a, exactly. Spoiled, at, this, at this point, if you haven't seen jo- Jonathan Major's face, you're like, yeah. oh, who is that? Um then you're living under a rock for sure. Yeah. Um, so Kevin Feige says that they were establishing the rules of the multiverse at the end of this project and exactly how to really deliver on the excitement was a tough challenge. Um, I want to go into something that I mm-hmm. personally think is very exciting. I watched this video that okay. talked about how Renslayer at the end of the episode is asking Miss Minutes to give her, you know, kind of instructions on where to go next. Mm-hmm. And you just kind of see Renslayer go into a time portal and you don't know where she's going. Someone theorized and said that she was giving coordinates to meet up with the other version of a younger Kang Ooh, yeah. who is now mm-hmm. taking over. Because Renslayer is a villain. She's got her own comic origin. She's got her whole, she's kind of mm-hmm. like Kang's lover mm-hmm. interest, you know. Um, and personally, I thought it was kind of cool. Like, that was a cool theory. Like, she's the reason that she's kind of meeting up with him. She's the reason kind of like that he's kind of pushing for power now because she has somebody because he has somebody else under his control who's also mm-hmm. like a big baddie. Um, I wonder if we'll see Renslayer in the movies, not just on the Disney Plus shows as her full costume self. Like, will we see her in Quantumania or will we only see her on, spoiler alert, season two, uh, uh-huh. which is very exciting. And personally, I, I want to say this. This is the the series director who was talking about Jonathan Majors, which is crazy to think that she's not going to be a part of this project anymore. But it says here, Jonathan and I were solely focused on he who remains and this version of the character, this variant. It was just fun digging into him. We have this character who's so lonely and isolated, and the only character he probably <laughs> interacted with is Miss Minutes. 
which is what we imply. At the beginning of the episode, you see that he's surrounded by all this noise in the universe, right? That amazing introduction at the beginning of the episode, but he's quiet inside his kingdom. He's alone. So now, so how introverted or extroverted is a character like that? You know, how do you, how do you play a character? Uh -huh. What makes that personality? What makes it interesting? So it was really fun digging into it with him. And then it says, she, she says, the endless possibilities makes Majors a truly overwhelming enemy as he could pop up as variants of Kang in multiple movies and get killed just to return as a mo more evolved version of his already terrifying Dang. villain. So it's like goosebumps. So <laughs> you, 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 you might just kill him and then he might yeah. just come back more powerful. Back. So it's just very interesting to see Nuts. that play out. But I love this this quote of how they kind Great, of broke yeah. down uh, Jonathan Majors' character. And honestly, I've I've seen mixed reactions online. Some mm -hmm. people really liked the, the Kang reveal at the end. Some mm -hmm. people, like my brother's girlfriend, was like, "Eh, it, there was no setup for it, so I really okay. didn't care." You know, which yeah. I, which a lot of people are saying. So They're deep. like, "Well, you didn't you didn't have anything that hinted at Kang," which I don't know about that because they had these moments with the timekeepers. <laughs> And they had like zoom ins of timekeepers. <laughs> and if you're a true Marvel fan yeah. and if you're an MCU geek like we are, you're noticing these details. So, yeah, at this point, it's like they're catering to the hardcore fans. Exactly. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I 100% agree with that. They're catering to the hardcore fans because we're the ones that are really going to be there supportive and are going to get genuinely excited. And if you haven't seen a reaction of the Loki series, all of that is completely out. Come with us and watch that finale. Watch our reactions when Phenomenal. Kang and the elevator doors open. Because honestly, I really, I, I personally really enjoyed it. And I kind I, I've been motivated. Mm -hmm. I don't know when I'm going to do it, but I want to do some sort of video that is just breaking down that whole conversation from the Ooh, moment okay. Kang enters yeah. the conversation. What is going on after that? And how does that affect the future of the MCU? I'm kind of working on a project. I kind of want to see how I, I plan out that video, but I Got think it. it would be really fun to do a video like that. Nice. Okay. Okay. Cool. Cool. All right. Now getting into WandaVision real quick. Let's, I'm going to start running through these. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying we can run through it because we have still have a, lot, a little bit to go, guys. Okay, WandaVision stacks up 23 nominations at the Emmys. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen gets Elizabeth Olsen, sorry, gets Best Lead Actress. Paul Bettany, Best Lead Actor. Catherine Hahn, Best Supporting Actress. Uh, it, it got Best Limited Series. And Matt Shackman got Best Director nomination. So awesome for them. We'll see what happens there nice. with the wins. And uh, we have win. some... Yeah, I know, right? I hope I hope Elizabeth Olsen. I, I, she would be great. All right, now we have some Obi Wan Kenobi updates. I'll go through like half of these, and you can take this the other half. This is huge, by the way. Yeah. This is huge. Okay, okay, it, here we go. Like, the, <laughs> I'm, this is the first time I'm bringing this. Cinelinks got the scoop that Vivian Lyre Blair from Bird Box will be a young Princess. Le oh yes, 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 will be a young Princess Leia in the prequel series. Great little actress. Uh, I think she fits the role perfectly. According to the report, she will play a major role in the story. Her part will set the stage to put Obi-Wan on this adventure that will play out. By seeing Princess Leia at such a young age, the series will be set after the events of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. And if the report on the series is correct, which most likely is, it will take place approximately a decade after Rebels, Star Wars Rebels, uh, as characters from that show are rumored to make an, an appearance. Alright, you can continue on with this. Awesome. Ewan McGregor confirmed the series is set to have six hour long episodes and his return as Obi-Wan is to go is apparently going to go on an adventure with Princess Leia and is only planned for the first season, which is really cool. Um, mm -hmm. And here we go. Besides the Obi-Wan and Princess Leia actors, the show has a stack lineup of stars. It consists of Joe Egerton from It Comes at Night, Maya Erskine from Scoob, Rupert <laughs> Friend from Homeland, Moses Ingram from The Queen's Gambit, O'Shea Jackson Jr. from Straight Outta Compton, Sung Kang, who was just casted yeah. from Fast and the Furious, Simon Kessel, Pine Gap, Kumal Nanjani from The Big mm -hmm. Sick, Benny Safdie from Uncut Gems, and Idira Varma from This Way Up. And we also have, aside from them, returning as their roles from the prequels, Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader and Bonet Piaz as Beru. Who was Beru? Do you remember? I don't remember who that no, was. No, no, I'll have to Google this name. Uh, I'll have to look it up. But apparently it says here, Ingram has been touted oh. as an inquisitor more than once already. But a new rumor claims that not only will she be joined by Fast and Furious veteran Sun Kang, but Kang is said to be playing the fifth brother who made his debut in the animated realm oh, something yeah. the live action shows are happy to use for inspiration in broad strokes the inquisitors are corrupted jedi apprentices who hunt down and execute the remaining members in the aftermath of order 66 sounds exciting in rebels the fifth brother served directly under darth vader so it's far from the most far-stretched subset of scuttlebutt we've heard a man emanating from the set of obi-wan kenobi so they're saying that 
these inquisitors look like that's what's going to be the storyline okay. like cool, obi-wan cool. is being hunted or maybe some of these other yeah, people are being hunted yeah. by these mm-hmm. inquisitors and then he's kind of working with princess Jedi. leia mm-hmm. to kind of like go and find out answers of what's going on what where is Caden christensen's character mm-hmm. or is he just kind of like the overarching baddie that is just in the background pulling the strings who knows all i know mm-hmm. is that this cast looks awesome this, yeah, this yeah. show's probably not mm-hmm. going to come out until 2023 um, just because I think they they they're shooting it now, but by the time it all is said and done, I think it's we're gonna either going to be time. looking at a twenty twenty two October yeah. to December yeah. release, like they did yeah. with Mandalorian, mm-hmm. or they're going to do a spring release in twenty twenty three. I don't know, but That's I'm just very excited. Yeah, personally, well, well, I I'm excited for the uh, the Princess Leia. Like, just yeah, yeah, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I figured out Joel Edgerton and Bonnie. Uh, they're, they're Luke's aunt and uncle. They were like the cameo at the end of *Revenge of the Sith*. That's uh, his, oh. that takes Luke in. So yeah, they're they're coming back because they just had like a. It was just a shot. It was just the last shot of them. But yeah. Oh, you talking about when uncle. Padme gives birth and then they hand the baby off to mm-hmm. somebody? Yeah, yeah. That, oh. That's his aunt and uncle as young. So they're 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 getting roles. They have the actual roles as them. Imagine doing that project years ago, and then suddenly they're like, "Hey, yeah. we're bringing you back for Obi Wan Kenobi." Whole like thing. You're 10, like, what? 12 years later, you're like, "Whoa, shit!" I know, right? <laughs> Crazy. Okay, continue on here. Now to Peacock, real quick. Rick and Morty creator Dan Harmon confirms he's working on Community, a movie script for the the show, right? The actual show. Yeah, oh, six awesome. seasons and a movie, and now we're getting the movie portion of six yes, seasons and a movie. I like that. Which mm. is exciting. Six seasons and a movie. Okay, and then now stars. Uh, this is a uh, John Wick, the prequel series. The Continental is going to stars. Uh, it's getting Albert Hughes to direct two episodes. Now this event series will have three 90-minute episodes in total, with reported budgets of twenty million dollars each. Uh, so apparently, this takes place forty years before the John Wick movie, from what I read. Oh, yeah. Shit. So pretty. It's a it's a young Winston. It's about him, uh, Winston, the the manager of the Continental, and how he kind of became the manager. Absolutely. And then we have AMC Plus now. You got this. <laughs> Walking Dead. The Walking Dead lawsuit ends in a $200 million settlement. So Frank Darabont, the Oscar-nominated filmmaker behind the Shawshank Redemption, was a key figure in bringing The Walking Dead to AMC back in 2010. So he was a part of the deal. You know, he was one of the people pushing for the mm-hmm. deal to happen uh, with Robert Kirkman. A few years later, though, the showrunner and executive producer realized he wasn't being compensated properly for his stake in the show, and a, lo- a lawsuit was filed. Isn't that interesting? Like, mm-hmm. you're just working on the show for like six years, and then you're like, why am I not making as much money as everybody else? Like, what's going on here? I'm supposed to be the big dog. I'm supposed to be yeah. the top top guy on this project, the showrunner. And, and apparently it says here, well, multiple lawsuits and several twists and turns later, AMC has now agreed to pay a $200 million settlement to Darabont over his dispute, which claimed the network had used shady accounting to short-term on profits. Short them on profits, I should say, according to The Hollywood Reporter. But it's crazier because it's re- been revealed. And this is the craziest part about this deal. Mm-hmm. So apparently... $57 million was for ordinary course accrued participations. So they gave him $57 million based on what he had already done. That was in addition to the stuff he had already worked. But mm. they are paying this man an extra $143 million for any future revenue that The Walking Dead might make. Isn't that insane? So that wow. that, that they're basically saying, like, you're out. Like, we're never going to yeah. give you any more money. You're not involved yeah. with The Walking Dead anymore. But here's $143 million. And that's going to account for movies, TV shows, merchandising, toys, Dang. video games. You don't get any of it mm-hmm. and now, from this moment on. But here's $143 million to make up for the fact that you're not involved anymore. I was like, wow, wow that's, that's huge, bro. Mm-hmm. Crazy part is they wow. also still have a pending lawsuit with Robert Kirkman, the original creator of The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. So I wonder how much he will get. If they're giving this guy that much money. Dude, quite a lot. That's insane. All right. Interesting, interesting. All right, and that's it for all our major news, guys. It was a lot, but now we have our light news. We only have about four here. Uh, MTV Cribs is getting a revival uh, announcement for August 11th. This is 20 years after its OG premiere. Welcome to my crib. The real, yeah, the classic show. We all know it. And James Gunn announces that production has wrapped on Peacemaker Season 1 less than a year after it was initially pitched. Pretty crazy. This is HBO Max. What? Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> they, they got it done fast. Like right after shooting Suicide Squad, they just continued on. He's making We're it. right into it. That's mm-hmm. great. And then you want to take the last two? We got the last two. Uh, sure. Breaking mm-hmm. Bad and Better Call Saul 
creator Vince Gilligan signs a four-year extension with Sony TV to develop new projects. And Disney's live-action Little Mermaid has wrapped filming confirms Halle ba Bailey with new look at her in costume on the beach by the sunset. That's yeah. cool. So the Little Mermaid live-action is wrapped. We're going to see mm -hmm. that coming out pretty soon. I'm sure we'll get a trailer within the next couple months. And now, but not least, to end the show, here are our awesome recommendations. Ryder? All right, so guys, if you want a good time, if you want something fun, you know, don't if you're not expecting much, I recommend Escape Room Tournament of Champions. I saw the one in the theaters, and uh, it's a good time. You know what I mean? If you guys saw the first one, if you guys enjoy escape rooms like uh, we do here on the sh on the show, uh, it's, it's it's fun. You know what I mean? Like I think there's kind of opening the door, maybe for a third one. Who knows? No confirmation oh. yet. There's no confirmation, but I'm just okay. saying maybe. But uh, yeah, it's a fun time, and it's you can't expect much from a movie like that. It's it's just a classic horror film, you know. Well, not even horror, just action, suspense, suspense, more like saw esque. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, what about you? I got you. Um, personally, I have already talked about Black Monday, but I've also also talked about Grownish. So I'm mm -hmm. gonna give you guys a third recommendation in this episode that is completely out of the blue. Oh. Um, but we kind of hinted about it with one of our storylines just now. Six oh. seasons and a movie. That's right. Go check out Community if you've never watched the show. Do, 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 I've do, do, never do, do, do. recommended it on this podcast. That's for sure. But I highly recommend watching Community. I restarted watching Community about a week ago yeah. because I had a friend come over <laughs> and he was like, "Yo, let's just watch an episode of Community." And we watched uh, the paintball episodes first. Oh, yeah. And it okay. was, I was just like, man, I missed this show. Like the cast of mm -hmm. characters just like brought me back. So I've just kind of started rewatching it again. Just not necessarily like in order, but just like picking random episodes that I wanted mm -hmm. to watch randomly. And I've been having a good time. I've watched that whole show probably three or four times in my lifetime. And okay. it is one of the best. Um, the mm -hmm. last season, the one made by Yahoo!, um, at first, I was like, mm, I don't know if this is quite good with the first oh, time I watched it. That's why I but years, it. years later, um, yeah. watching it, watching it just now, I watched the whole last season. I did mm -hmm. watch that. Um, I actually really enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed mm -hmm. it. And I thought that the characters, I'm a big fan. I've said this before. I'm a big fan of just more of the characters being developed seeing more of them and having different storylines i don't care if people think it's bad at least you got a new storyline you know yeah, you yeah be grateful for that so that's kind of the way i see that show in that last season but i love that very exciting very All very right. exciting and that's the end of our show here freeze frame episode 25 we went full circle with space jam we talked yeah, about yeah. don Cheadle. we talked about dc we talked about obi-wan the last of us we have so much stuff here i hope you guys enjoyed the episode Ryder, once again you guys want to you want to give them that last special <laughs> yes. announcement yes Before don't forget off. guys uh we're sponsored by manscaped and if you guys want to purchase any products you can get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code strictly casual at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off free shipping at manscaped.com and use code strictly casual all one word unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the jobs with manscaped they got great products it's worth it great prices guys help us Absolutely. out you know show some support and uh yeah go check out the website if you guys are interested but uh that's it for us guys we have tiktok check us out on all our socials uh, if you enjoyed on YouTube, leave a like and comment uh, what you what what headline interests you the most. And uh, don't yes. forget to uh, get a give us a review on the audio platforms as well. All feedback is very much appreciated. So thank you guys for watching, and uh, that's it for us. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on the next one. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> bye, bye, everybody. <laughs>